And so we take time each week to find out what the Word of God says about the subject of being blessed and prosperity, not so that we can raise a better offering. As a matter of fact, we don't pass the offering receptacle traditionally. There's a box by the door, and if you want to give, you can, of course, put your tithes and offerings in that box. But we do this to feed our faith on the subject that's all too important to every single one of us. Here in Hebrews chapter 7 and verse number 8, it says, Here mortal men receive tithes, but there he receives them, of whom it is witnessed that he lives. So I'm concluding a series today that we called The Great Misunderstanding. The Great Misunderstanding. One of the most misunderstood subjects in the church today is the subject of tithing. One of our great leaders in the body of Christ weeks ago spent some time and pretty controversial shared some information from his perspective that kind of raised some thoughts. And of course, I've been sharing with you along this line on this subject of tithing. One of the most single most Misunderstood subjects in the Bible. I also imagine that possibly it's the reason why about only 90% or only 10% of people in the church tithe. I wonder if the reason why this, this statistic is this is because it's the most misunderstood subject or one of them. Think about it. Only 10%, really less than that, maybe a little bit more, I don't know. But very, very few people give God 10% of their income. They may give significantly here or there, or some percentage less than that, but very few Christians give God. I wonder if it's because of the misunderstanding. Amen. Now, of course, if you've heard me on this subject, we've already said in the New Testament, there's no direct commandment to the Christian to tithe. We've taught this for over a decade that you don't have to tithe. Amen? So I don't want you to hear this teaching from the perspective that I'm teaching you to tithe as a commandment, something that you're supposed to do like they were in the Old Testament. Now, in the fourth part of this, I want to talk about tithing in the New Testament. But in order to really do this justice, we need to go over the highlights and recap what we've learned thus far. There may be someone here listening to this for the first time. So the first thing that we've learned is that tithing is about honor. If a person chooses to tithe, very few people do it. But if a person chooses to tithe, it is absolutely about honor. Where did we get that from? Of course, in Genesis chapter 14 and verse number 20, the Bible says, And blessed be God most high, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he, talking about Abram, gave him, talking about Melchizedek, a tithe of all. This is the first time the word tithe was ever used in the Bible. And there's a lot that we can learn from this example. Tithing is about honor. Abraham, as far as we see, did not have a direct command like the children of Israel did 
To bring all the tithes into the storehouse. To bring it unto the priest of the Most High God. That it may be offered unto God as an act of worship. We don't see that God told him that. It's nowhere written before Genesis 14, 20 that there's a direct command. I see that he did this out of honor. Out of his love for God. Out of his love for the things of God. You all remember we had several brothers. Brother Boone was up here. Brother Terry was up here. Another brother was up here. And we had them demonstrate what this looked like. Abraham had fought this battle. And all of the spoils of the city of Sodom and the people and the goods were in Abram's control. He could have took it home and enjoyed the spoils. But when he saw Melchizedek, priest of the Most High God, who brought out bread and wine and blessed him, he said, you know what? I want to give you 10% of everything I just received in this battle. Not because I have to. Just because I want to, and I want to honor God in this act. And of course, he then turned around and gave the rest, or the 90%, to Sodom. He said, I don't want anything from this spoil, lest you say that you made me rich. I've given that benefit to God. Amen? Amen. So his motive was clear. It wasn't about the money. It wasn't about the stuff. It was just purely, in my opinion, just purely about honor. And that's the first thing that we should learn about tithing. Number two, we talked about the truth about tithing, which again, it's, it's about honor. We looked at the second time it was written about tithing, and that was in Genesis chapter 28 and verse 22. And this stone, which I have set as a pillar, shall, shall be God's house. Did I already tell you that you don't have to tithe? Just want to make sure you're not nervous. Amen. <laughs> you don't have to tithe. You don't have to pray either. Right? How many of y'all know? You don't have to pray. The Bible says, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. All you have to do to go to heaven when you die is believe that Jesus died for your sins, that he is the Son of God, that God raised him from the dead, and you shall be saved. Amen? Amen. But as of all of this other stuff, you don't have to do it. Now, whether you should or shouldn't do it, that's another question. And that's the question that we're really looking at. Should you tithe? Well, why did Jacob tithe? He's the second person on record. Genesis 28:22. Jacob said, And this stone which I have set as a pillar shall be God's house, and of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. This is a little bit different. This isn't just a one-time occasion where Abram took a tithe and gave it. We don't know if he ever did that again. We don't know if he had done it before. There's no record of it. You know, no need to assume one way or the other. But for sure, somebody say for sure. For sure, Jacob made a vow on this new journey with God, in this new beginning. He said, if you're going to be with me like that, if you, if you and I are going to be in partnership, if you're going to be my God and watch out for me like you just said through this dream, then of all that comes into my hand, I'm going to give you a tithe. I'm going to give you a tenth. Somebody said, that's powerful. Now, he didn't have a commandment to do it. He certainly had an example. Jacob, this is the grandson of Abram. He had absolutely knowledge of the story, should have, we have, knowledge of the story that his grandfather gave God a tenth. Maybe it prompted his mind. He didn't have a direct command like the children of Israel did to give God a tenth. 
So he just out of his own volition, with a good example in his grandfather, made a hard decision as an act of honor to give God a tenth. Why did he do it? Also answers the question why we should consider doing it. The truth about tithing, we learn from Jacob's experience, is number one, he didn't have to. We have no record of him being told. Maybe he learned it from his grandfather. He was already blessed before he vowed to tithe, so he didn't tithe in order to get blessed. He was embarking upon a new beginning with God, a partnership with the Almighty, and he simply wanted to honor the Lord with this commitment. Number three, last time I was with you, we talked about don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Amen? The book of Romans, chapter 15, verse 4, and 1 Corinthians chapter 10, we'll look at 1 Corinthians 10 and 11. It says, now all these things happened to them as examples, and they were written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the age are come. One of the reasons why we're talking about this subject is because of this verse of Scripture. This verse of Scripture says that the things that happened to them in the Old Testament happened unto them as examples unto us. In other words... I'm supposed, the reason why God left Genesis in the Bible for me is so I'm supposed to learn from the story of Abram with Sodom and Melchizedek. It's an example to me for something. I need to find out how can I apply this example in my everyday life. Amen. So it happened unto them as examples. Romans 15 in the New Testament, chapter 15, verse 4, it says, For whatever things were written before were written for our learning. Somebody say, I'm supposed to learn something. The things that were written before, this is the New Testament, they're writing the New Testament, and he's telling them, of all the things that were written before now were written for us to learn. I'm supposed to learn something from Jacob's experience. I'm supposed to learn something from that. So, there is a reason why we have the Old Testament. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yes, Malachi 3.10 commands the children of Israel to bring 10% of their income. It wasn't optional. It was a direct command. But yet if you go from Matthew 1 and 1 to Revelation chapter 22 in the end of the chapter, not one time in all of the New Testament will you find God, Jesus, Paul, or any other writer in the New Testament commanding you or I to bring a tithe to God. Oh, it's quiet in this church. Is this too much teaching? There's a lot of scriptures, man. We done exhausted scriptures before we got to the main message, you know. Amen. No, if you, there, there's no direct command, but yet don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Just because you don't have to come, you, just because you don't have a direct command to do it, doesn't mean you shouldn't. And we need to find out what were we supposed to learn by all what was written in the Old Testament. So, besides Abraham and besides Jacob's experience, what can we learn from God commanding the children of Israel? To tithe. Well, the Bible says in Proverbs 4, uh, Proverbs 3, verse, uh, v- verse 9 and 10, that if you honor the Lord with your substance, with money, 
with the first fruits of all of your increase, that your barns are going to be filled with plenty and your presses are going to... He said, what can we learn from Malachi 3? That if you bring the tithe, if you tithe, God will open the windows of heaven and pour out blessing more than you have room enough. Come on, somebody. That if you do, he will rebuke the devourer for your sake, that he not destroy... Hey, that you not lose your keys. Come on, somebody. I could have very well easily thrown out the next day's trash, which I was scheduled to do. I could have thrown that bag out and not even have thought it and then totally be without it. But God protected us. And in so many ways, glory to God. I I, want to conclude with the fourth part of this, which is just simply I want to breeze through tithing in the New Testament. Does the New Testament talk about tithing? We looked at the Old Testament, Abraham, Jacob, and the children of Israel. But what does the New Testament say about tithing? In Matthew 23, 23, Jesus said, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faith. These, paying the tithes, you ought to have done without leaving the others justice, mercy, and faith, undone. Notice Jesus said, these you ought to have done. Ought to is the same as should have. Jesus told the people, particularly the scribes and Pharisees, you should tithe. Now, every time my my father taught me, he's... Pastoring to this day, he's in the pulpit today, probably wrapping up in Detroit and finishing. He told me the Bible is God speaking to me. Anytime I read the word Old Testament or New Testament, I want to find out what is God saying to me through this verse. One of the things I hear him say to me is that you should honor the Lord with a tenth. That tells me I don't have to. But out of my own volition, if I choose to dedicate, as we, my wife and I, have dedicated 10% of everything that comes in, birthdays included. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Birthdays included. Amen. We give a tenth of everything that comes unto the Lord. Amen. The next time he says it is in Luke chapter 11, verse 42. Same thing he's saying. But woe to you Pharisees, for you tithe mint and rue and all manner of herbs and pass by justice and the love of God. These you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. There's another time Jesus used tithing in his teaching. He was talking about a guy who perceived himself as righteous and a guy who was a sinner. And the guy who perceived himself as a righteous, he was boasting about his rightness, saying, I tithe, I fast, I do all these things. And, of course, you know, he didn't go to the, down. God wasn't hearing his prayer. And the other guy humbled himself, so forth and so on. But he used that part about tithing. The only other time tithing occurs outside of those three that I just mentioned, is in the book of Hebrews chapter 7. Go there. We read it here. Men that die receive tithes. But let's back up and let's read into this as we wrap this up from verse 1. What does the New Testament say about tithing? Well, notice verse 1. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abram returning from the slaughter of the kings, blessed him and said, 
to whom also Abram gave a tenth part of all, first being translated king of righteousness, then king of Salem, meaning king of peace without father, without mother, without genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like the son of God, remains a priest continually. Watch this, verse 4. Now consider how this great, how this, how great this man was to whom even the patriarch Abram gave a tenth of the spoils. And, in, and indeed, those who are of the sons of Levi and the pre, who received the priesthood have a commandment. They, they have a commandment to receive tithes from the people according to the law that is from their brethren, though they have come from the loins of Abraham. But he whose genealogy is not derived from them received tithes from Abraham and blessed him who had the promises. Now, beyond all contradiction, the lesser is blessed by the better. Here, mortal men receive tithes, but there he receives them, of whom it is witness that he lives. Ooh, I can't read this passage without smiling. Do you realize what's being said? I know you probably need to go to Bible school to break all this stuff down. Because he said a mouthful. But how many of y'all know you all not need to go to Bible school? This is your Bible. This is your God. Come on. This is his holy word to you. And you ought to be able to read it with understanding. Amen. Now, thank God for pastors and teachers like myself who can bring this to light and then talk about it, have you think about it, meditate it, and then you can resolve in your heart what God is saying to you through this passage of Scripture. How many of y'all know just because you, you read this one time, you know, I don't understand all of that. You don't throw that away. Come on, somebody. God, oh, y'all got to help me now. God is trying to show you something through this particular passage. He's talking about tithing. Not only do we have the subject of tithing being talked about in the New Testament, we have the example that we looked at, Abraham and Melchizedek, which was about what? Honor. Somebody say honor. honor. So I imagine he's bringing forward from the old to the new that tithing is about honor. That's what it's all about. The children of Israel, they were under a commandment. They have a commandment, but before there was a commandment, Abraham, oh, y'all got to help me. Abraham, he didn't do it because he was commanded to do it. He did it because he wanted to honor God. Man. Verse 4 says, now consider consider. What does that mean? That means me as a New Testament Christian, I need to consider this. I need to learn something. I need to say, is there something God's saying to me here about that? He says, now consider. We should consider Abram's example. There's something here that we're supposed to learn and apply in our lives. God is no respecter of persons, but he is one who honors those that honor him. Come on, somebody. He is no respecter of persons. He loves everybody. But he will honor you as you honor him. What that means is if you choose to honor him with 10%, your life's going to be a little bit different than those that didn't choose to. I got one that's good. I got one amen. Y'all okay over here? Come on, somebody. <laughs> if you choose. Again, you don't have to, but he honors those that honor him. 
he notes that they had a commandment, but we don't have that direct commandment. Verse 8, he points out in the new covenant. Ooh, verse 8. Look at verse 8 one last time. In the new commandment, he says, hear men that die. Is he writing in the New Testament? Yeah. So he's saying under this new covenant with God, there are tithes and offerings being given. And human beings receive those tithes as, a, as an offering unto God and they worship him with it. But when you give your tithe, it's not just going into human hands. It's not just going into a natural organization. He, Jesus, when you give 10%, Jesus, something, well, I'm concerned about what is the church doing with their money? Why, well, all, all churches want their money. Listen. Whatever that organization does, they do. But more importantly, when you give it, you're giving it to Jesus. Come on. You're giving it to Jesus, and he receives it, and of whom it is witness that we live. What that says to me is that if you're a Christian and you decide without a direct command to give God 10% of your income, then God will honor you accordingly. You know, I got a new series in my heart, so the next time I preach, I'm going to preach on this. God honors those that honor him. And we've talked about four different ways that we can honor God. But what does it look like when God honors you? Yeah, 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 Pastor Stan, you broke it down real clear. One, two, three, four. This is how the Bible teaches us to honor God. But God does what? He honors those that honors him. What does it look like? When the God of the universe, the God that made the stars, the moon, and the sun, as a response to you, honors you. Woo! I saw something, and I'm going to share it with you. Did you all get anything out of that today? Amen. Amen.